Danny Triple on the flow, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. We had three races at the Tricky Triangle, and things got a little hairy at the end uh, of the yeah. Weekend. Would you say this is the trickiest the triangle has ever been? Yes. I don't recall a weekend where there was this much triangle tribulations <laughs> as there were this weekend. I mean, we saw a lot of different things. And it wasn't just the next-gen cars that were just, like, spinning out randomly. We saw that yeah. in Xfinity. Well, early, spoiler alert, early in the truck race, a couple rookies spun out. And you're like, oh, well, it's just the rookies in the, uh, in yeah. the truck race. But turn three wreaked havoc on the next-gen car. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what kind of changes they make uh, for future races, but it's definitely something they need to look into. And it was mentioned in uh, both the Xfinity and Cup races. I mean, thank God we put that 100-foot-long extension on the pit road. Well, looking back at replays, it was amazing how short the wall was. Yeah. But I guess they didn't have people coming off like jackasses, all <laughs> turn, like driving straight into the pits full speed. Uh, and it is amazing, and maybe it was just because I watched more Xfinity and then, like, qualifying on Saturday and then moving into the cup race on Sunday, but they say the same shit on NBC. Oh, yeah. Same videos. Like, they showed the uh, Jeb Burton clip and then the Casey Kane clip multiple times. Yeah. And then, so if you're diehards like us, you're kind of getting regurgitated information on Well, Sunday. yeah, it is. I mean... It's even worse earlier in the year when it's the same, like Fox has all three. Yeah. See the same thing. I even mentioned last year, Rutledge Wood, the one track they were at, did the exact same. I'm on the roof with the spotters bit in both the Xfinity and the Cup. And it's like, come on, Rutledge. Another yeah. you money, come up with some new content. We haven't seen him. Has he been doing Indy instead? I don't know, maybe top gears back. <laughs> uh, but let's get into uh, Sunday's cup race. But first, uh, it was a pretty crazy Saturday with practice and qualifying. Uh, we see, let's see, uh, who got Byron spun out, Chastain spun out. Um, and then during qualifying in the final 10, we see Kurt Busch. He spins out in turn three and he smacks the wall pretty dang hard. Uh, he actually has to be replaced uh, by Ty Gibbs. He makes his impromptu Cup Series debut. Uh, he like said that he hopped on the simulator like 1 a.m. on Sunday morning just to get used to it. Uh, and then pretty interesting, before they went racing, his crew chief was like, hey, we're starting from the rear, so we're going to be last. So why don't you just like not press on the gas right away so we can get some clean air, you get some laps on Yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin won the poll. He was followed by Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, uh, and Chris Busher. Gibbs, Byron, Chastain, Jones, and Haley all had to go to the rear for unapproved adjustments. And and backup drivers. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, Gibbs had to go to the back. Well, Gibbs would have had to because that Gibbs car was, couldn't have been saved. They would have used it. Yeah, back. backup car. So he's the back. Um, yeah, you know, it's it was a good way for Ty to, I guess, get his... Uh, his debut done he didn't really have to think about it much you know just jump in the car and run and he uh he ran admirably yeah he did and he actually 
to be honest, he ran the way he should have run a lot of his Xfinity races last year, but didn't didn't piss anybody off. Race well, got a pretty spoiler alert, pretty good, uh, strong finish. A petty GMS. Yeah. Both cars, they received the old L1 penalty for violating section 14.6.5.E, uh, something about the rocker box assembly. I originally thought it was section 16. Dot, or 14.6.5.D, but it is indeed section 14.6.5.E. Mm. Classic mix-up. Uh, so both teams were stripped uh, 35 driver and owner points. Both crew chiefs were ejected for the weekend. Uh, so basically what the rocker box, what they said on the broadcast is it's like this sheet that goes over that allows some air to get through and it was too tight or something. Yeah. And, uh, 35 points, not going to really affect, um, Ty Dillon or Eric Jones. Cause they're both pretty much at the need to win to get in phase. So yeah. it's not a huge deal. Uh, that it's more on the owner standings. And if you like to finish higher than someone else type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, both Jones and Dylan need wins more than they need points. So as we get racing on Sunday, it's Denny Hamlin who takes the lead, but he hits the wall in the first turn of the first lap. Uh, Not really good. He kind of slows down a little bit. Think uh, that's not the best way to start. Long, long day, a long, (laughs) long weekend for the FedEx number eleven. Kyle Busch gets the lead out of a uh, out to a second after the first two laps. Yeah, and then uh, lap seven, Austin Sindrick, he becomes another victim of the turn three win monster. Uh, he spins out, hits the wall. Uh, he, uh, Kyle Busch had had his lead out to 2.7 seconds over Chase, Chase Elliott. So rough start for Sindrick and our uh, friends on the team too. But uh, you noticed that JGR cars are looking uh, pretty strong early. Yep. This is early on. It was early. This is when we get just people on all sorts of different uh, pit strategies. Uh, Pocono is one of those tracks where you can try some stuff because as long as you're like within 12 seconds of the leader, you can pit without losing a lap. So you can try crazy stuff. So here, 12 cars pit, including uh, the most notables were Harvick, Logano, and Byron. Yep. And then we restart on lap uh, 13. Uh, Kyle Busch gets way up as the track. Uh, as a leader, he drops back to ninth. We see uh, my pick, Kyle Larson. He's in front of Elliott and Hamlin with three to go in the stage. A lot of cars starting to short pit. Uh, and then Eric Amarola spins around as they're on pit road. Uh, the gamble pays off for the short pitters uh, as they won't even wear out their tires on the last two laps. And I think this is where Amarola went into. He saw how Cendric had to be towed into the pit road, scratched up the bottom of his car, really messed him up. So he drives to the end of pit road and then just pulls a Yui and goes in the back way. So he gets penalized, has to go to the rear, but he was going to. I think, you know what happened? He missed the commitment cone. That that was, he missed the commitment cone, (laughs) which is on the other side of pit road. I Um, get it. So, yeah. And it's, we'll we'll talk, well, you might as well say it now. Same thing's going to happen. Chris Busher is going to spin out. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It irritates the crap out of me that if you spin out really bad, you blow out all your tires, you get the yellow flag. You spin out sort of, and you blow one or two of your tires, 
and you got to limp around two miles and they don't throw out the yellow. And the announcer is like, well, it's fortunate for Busher. He's able to run his car. And it's like, is it though? Yeah. And I mean, it ended his day, but I mean, I kind of wish you could have just turned around and then like, you could just go back like down the front stretch the wrong way. Like you would kind of do in Mario Kart if you got pissed, like (laughs) try to hit somebody, but uh, the stage actually ends under the yellow. Larson wins the stage, followed by Elliot Hamlin, Kyle Bush, and Daniel Suarez in the top five. Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., and Kevin Harvick also pick up stage points. Uh, we restart on lap 35. It's Harrison Burton and Logano who did not. Whoa, whoa, there. whoa. Harrison Burton. Oh, baby. Are we getting win? Wood Bros. 100. I can smell it. We're better than the Poconos. Yeah. Uh, so those two guys are out front. Kyle Busch takes it four wide at the start uh, to get into fifth while Burton is battling Christopher Bell for the lead. Uh, Bell on fresher tire is able to get by him on the next lap with Bubba Wallace behind him. And then we, uh, Josh Balicki brings out the yellow spin and big contact into yeah. the uh, pit road wall. Although he spun in uh, turn one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Turn one. My bad. Wrong part of the tricky triangle. And then... Uh, well, it Brock, could be turn three, How depending on how you're looking at the uh, track. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is still a thing? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Like, he's been around forever, and he really doesn't wrestle. All he does is spear people. <laughs> Goldberg, he has no wrestling moves. Anyhow, not to digress, I just saw... This is when a WWE commercial came on, and then they... They showed Corey LaJoy. Uh, I think he was walking around with a championship belt, which looks really stupid. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. It and they showed regular, it during qualifying. It had the regular plate in front, but then on the side it has the Peacock logo. That's like, yeah, so that's what I didn't know if it was the real belt or just like, hey, we're doing this to show off Peacock. Maybe, maybe it was a fake belt. I just hope Roman Reign wins SummerSlam to make our uh, our good friend Scott Retzloff happy. I know he's a <laughs> Roman Reign fan. Yeah, so then uh, we see Denny. He's reporting a wobble. Uh, Still going to be a long day for Denny after he hits that wall. Uh, We restart on lap 41. Really good start by Christopher Bell. Uh, Denny, we see that he's in the tunnel, which is at the end of turn two. He spins, but he just got too low. Like half the car was on the track. The other half was on the, uh, what do you call it? The flat part of the track. Apron. Apron, yeah. I was thinking about, and then uh, so he spins out. So the last two restarts, immediate like spins. Yeah, it kind of put a damper on the race at this point because you're just like, oh my god, we had the stage break, one caution, and this is, and this is one where Hamlin spins, and I think if you cause the yellow, you should automatically lose a lap. It irritates me when they cause the spin and then they don't lose a lap. It seems like a harsh penalty. Eh, it isn't it isn't uh so luckily uh hamlin gets no uh damage from any other cars doesn't get hit we restart on lap 45 another good restart for bell and then another crash yeah i at this point i'm just dozing off (laughs) and just this one was who was this Corey? yeah this was Corey lajoy's another spire motorsports car uh lap 49 restart uh kyle bush is finally up to the front row after moving up three or four spots uh he's pretty good on the restarts this time he fires off fast beats bell 
Uh, and then we see different pit strategies and some green flag uh, pits start on lap 56. Everybody kind of cycling through. Kyle Busch comes in on lap 65, which allows Ryan Blaney to take the lead. And then 10 laps later, we see Eric Jones take the lead as he passes Blaney uh, at the start finish line and then finally clears him through turn one with 13 to go. We see like the, these guys that were staying out were going to kind of short pit, kind of beat everybody else with a pit stop because they were going to pit with about six to go. Uh, that's about how long their fuel is going to last. And they were going to be able to pit then and then stay out, regain their track position. But Ty Dillon ruins that for everybody. He spins out, hits the wall a little bit with 13 to go. So a lot of guys come in like uh, Hamlin uh, and those guys that were up front. So Kyle Busch, uh, he regains the lead off pit road. Uh, he's followed by Chastain, Eric Jones, Byron, Hamlin, and Larson. Yeah, there was going to be a lot of crazy strategy, and it looked like it was going to pay off. Ty ruins it. Yeah. Much like he ruins any episode of In the Fast, <laughs> like he shows up on. Uh, so Bubba is the one that actually has the lead. He doesn't pit, but he comes over uh, on the radio and says they're going to pit with about two to go uh, at the end of the stage. Uh, he's on the outside, gets a great push into turn one. Blaney's on the inside, get loose. Chastain was behind Blaney, has to get off the gas. He drops a few spots. And then Kyle Busch with the newer tires, able to pass Bubba before turn three. Bush goes on to win the stage, followed by Chastain, Blaney, Eric Jones, and Hamlin in the top five. Yeah, we get to the final stage, a basic reset. All these people had these crazy things. Um and it really sort of resets. Uh, not a lot of the contenders come in the pit at the stage break. We got 53 to go. Uh, Ryan Blaney, he was in fifth. He gets a flat tire. He gets no caution. Uh, he stayed out of the wall, but he once again, you're good enough to run, but then you lose a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then we start to see uh, green flag pit stops with Suarez, Truex, and Elliott. They come in with 39 to go. Bush comes in a lap later, and then Chastain stays out and comes in after Kyle. He cycles out in front of him. He had a better pit stop than the 18 crew. And then as Hamlin enters the pits on lap 35, as you mentioned earlier, Chris Busher spins and has a right, uh, right front flat tire. No caution. He has to limp around, uh, loses a bunch of laps. Uh, after we cycle out, it's Chastain, Bush, and Hamlin. And then Hamlin takes second with 31 to go. Yeah. I say you bring out the yellow, you should get a lose a lap. That's my new rule. Uh, as they're talking uh, about if Hamlin has enough fuel, um, like, oh, my God, he might not make it. They think he's two and a half laps short. They do the math. They say that's like six miles, um, which that's a pretty far way to, to walk with an empty gas <laughs> can. Um, anyhow, Blaney saves him. He gets loose. He slams in the wall. Not good for him. He needs all the points he can get. Uh, he wasn't going to get the win, but he was uh, looking, you know, good with the race points at that point. Yeah. He had 13 stage points, something like that. So it looked like he was going to have a good points day despite not winning. Yeah. And he had kind of complained all day, just wasn't really happy with the car. But like I said, he was in fifth place before he got the front tire. And then it kind of all went to hell in a handbasket there. Uh, we restart with 18 to go. We got Chastain on the outside, Hamlin on the inside. And I don't know if you know this, but these two are kind of mad at each other. Yeah. Hamlin's more mad at Chastain than Chastain's mad at him. <laughs> uh, Chastain goes a little high on turn one and, uh, Hamlin lets him get, uh, 
really high into the wall. Um, Chastain hits the wall, cuts across traffic, took somebody out. Who'd he take out? Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, my pick to win the race. Damn you, Denny Hamlin. He takes out Harvick. He just missed taking out Chase Elliott. Yeah. And there's which, a, you know, he almost took out the BOGO wing car, which would have irritated us. Yeah. Well, no, it sucked for Harvick because there's nowhere for him to go. And you don't really see because, like, it wasn't like Hamlin just rammed into Chastain. It was a very, like, hey, I'm not giving you any freaking room. And so yeah. he just kind of pushed him up the track. And then they have the in-car cam of Harvick, and he just slams his head, goes forward yeah. a little bit. Um, so Harvick gets some damage, uh, bad luck for him. He had been running in the top 10 all day, got some stage points at this point. I don't think Hamlin's going to run out of gas. Nope. I don't think so either. But then, uh, before we move on Chastain, they talked to him after he gets out of the care center and he was like, yeah, I've been, uh, deserving that for a while now. And they just like laughed. The whole time. He said, he said he wasn't sure if it was over. I met, I hate when you're on Instagram and like. You see the there's various ones I follow, like NASCAR Report and NASCAR on Fox. And I saw when I first opened up Instagram, it's like Denny Hamlin responds on if this is uh, if payback's over. And I went to like click on it to watch it. And it does a thing where it reloads everything you missed. Uh, and, it, to the, and I couldn't find what Hamlin said. As far as Chase Elliott said that he was too nice to him. That Hamlin was too nice? Yeah. Said he should have bumped him even more. Huh. But I thought it was interesting. And, uh, like, the announcers were talking to, and I kind of agree with them. It's like, all right, you've kind of got your payback. Like, yeah, he hit you twice, but you got him. You ended his day. Like, it's almost time to move on. Like, yeah, did your piece. Like, let's get out of here. Uh, they restart with 13 to go. Hamlin chooses the outside. Kyle Busch takes the inside. Denny clears everyone pretty easily. Uh, Denny cruises to the win. He's followed by Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, and Daniel Suarez in the top five. Another good run for Christopher Bell in six, followed by Larson, McDowell, Martin Truex, and Bubba Wallace. Second consecutive top 10 for Wallace and fourth top 15 in the last five races. I guess, wait, I, guess, well, well, I guess it wasn't a long day for Denny Hamlin. You know, he's got to be happy with the win. Had his yeah. dog on the track, really neat celebration. Pretty cool, big winner. Got some champagne, has a nice trophy. Yeah, but wait. We find out in the post-race inspection, uh, NASCAR determines that Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch had a piece of unapproved tape on the front of the car, so they are disqualified. So what? your winner is Chase Elliott. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing uh, does not appeal. Toyota Racing Development what? came out with a statement and said they agreed with Joe Gibbs Racing's decision not to appeal. Wait, so we can BOGO. We do. We but thought we were just go. getting fried pickles. But you backed out. Yeah. I was left. I couldn't get anywhere. I wasn't allowed to drive. I was incapacitated. So um, I stay. Uh, I got one of those uh, those things where they look at your butt. I got one. <laughs> you should. Everyone should go get that done. You don't want to, doctors to miss anything. But yeah, we. Um, I got a question though. I got two. I have a question and a, uh, a theory. Yeah. My question. So, did Martin Truex and Christopher Bell not have the same tape on their vehicles? I thought the same thing, and I thought the same thing about twenty three eleven too. 
So that, and my other thing is, what are the chances Joe Gibbs knew about it and he ratted them out to bump Ty Gibbs up two spots so he can get a top 15 finish in his first race? I will say I would agree with your theory about Joe Gibbs against Kyle. Did you see the video that went, like, I think NASCAR posted it, and it was, like, Joe Gibbs, like, I think it was pre-race, like, went up to talk to, like, Kyle, and he just kind of was just, like, gave him the cold shoulder. It was pretty interesting. So, yeah, pretty uh, first time since 1955, 56, since the winner's been disqualified in NASCAR. So we need to read the standings over again. No, this is this is it. Chase Elliott first. No, well, because we read the we read Uh, the. So Chase Elliott wins. Tyler Reddick second. Good finish him. Daniel Suarez up the third. Christopher Bell fourth. Uh, Kyle Larson fifth. Michael McDowell sort of sixth. Uh, Martin Truex seventh. Bubba Wallace eighth. I don't know who ninth and tenth. Uh, Eric Jones was ninth. Austin Dillon tenth. Uh, Ty Gibbs actually finishes 16th. Uh, he was etched out by our friend. Oh, I thought he was 17th to finish the race. But nope. No? Okay. Um, so my Eric finished higher than your Eric. It's not very nice. In the head-to-head. What were the other head-to-head matchups? Um, Austin Dillon versus Brad Keselowski. Oh, God. I said Keselowski would finish for higher. I said Austin because Brad can handle life in the fast lane. So what? Who will finish higher? Austin finished tenth because Austin was fourteenth. Oh, there was a Denny a Hamlin. Kyle Busch was one of them. Oh yeah. And did they finish? Did they give them an equal finish, or did they put one ahead of the other? They have uh, Denny finishing thirty fifth and Kyle finishing at thirty sixth. I wonder what the payout would be since I got the. I guess Hamlin would be considered to finish ahead, and I forget what the last matchup was uh yeah i can't remember either um all righty so the standings we got five in with multiple wins uh chase elliott ross chastain joy logano william byron denny hamlin and then we have nine others in with one win apiece larson bell uh the bush brothers bowman suarez reddick Sindrick, and briscoe so that's four how many regular seasons do we have? Indy, Daytona, is that it? No, there's, I want to say there's five left. Well, you go on and talk about the point stuff and I'll find the, uh, I'll find how many are left. Talk about the, the Yeah, scenario. so Blaney and Truex, they are the last two in uh, based off points as they do not have a win. Blaney, 105 uh, points ahead of the cutoff. Truex is 83 points ahead of Harvick, who is 17th. Eric Amarola in is is in 18th. He's 140 points behind Truex. So it's getting to the point where basically Kevin Harvick and Eric Amarola have to win if they want to make it into the playoffs. We got we got five races left. I consider oh. three of them like wild card tracks. We got two uh we got Indy Speed uh road course. We got Michigan International Speedway. We got Richmond Raceway. We got Watkins Glen. And we finish it off with Daytona, the Coke Zero, sugar. That sugar part's stupid. It's just Coke Zero for her. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of craziness. Five races left. Truex and Blaney got to be sweating bullets. 
But there's two road course races in uh, Truex. He's a road course warrior, they say, although he hasn't won in a while. I thought Mike McDowell was a road course warrior. Road course warrior. Is he? Oh, there's it, a lot of road course warriors. Do you want to say what happened to him now? Oh, uh, well, no, we'll talk about it in the news. Okay. Because it didn't affect what happened. So be sure to tune in Friday as we preview Indy. Yeah, spoiler alert. Something happened to Michael McDowell. Hey, <laughs> another thing. Like, I am tired. If you sponsor a car and you have a venue for which you can sell the die cast, I'm tired of going into Love's Travel Stops. And they'll have Thai Beanie Babies. And they'll have uh, little semis with random people's names on you cannot find a Michael McDowell diecast loves travel stop. What was the car was he in? He was in like the freight auctions or something like that. Yeah, and I cannot find. I keep going to the Bass Pro Shop because back in the day last year, I found the Martin Truex was in the discount thingy. That same day, I could have got an Austin Dillon and a Noah Gregson one. And I was like, no, nah, I'll come back sometime in the future and get one. I I only got so much money. I'm fiscally responsible. <laughs> Every time I go back to Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop, I look for uh, Austin Dillon or Noah Gregson diecast. Nowhere to be found. Huh. You're gonna go through all the effort of sponsoring a guy. Make as much money as you can off. This. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Okay. Explore the Pocono Mountains 225. Yeah. Uh, pre-race, we got Justin Allgaier. He wins the pole with Ty Gibbs also on row one. A.J. Allmendinger, Brandon Jones in row two. Sammy Smith and Sheldon Creed in row three. Brennan Poole uh, didn't qualify. Uh, notable, uh, I actually had to look this up because they mentioned it a couple times. Sage Karam, uh, first time back at the track where he was in an accident that led to Justin Wilson's death uh, seven years ago. That was in yeah. IndyCar, I believe. Yep, and a part, like, he got in a really bad accident, slammed the wall. Various parts came off, and one of them hit Justin's car, and, yeah, not a, of course, anytime someone dies, not a good ending there. Command to start the engines was done by a lady from Great Wolf Lodge. Do you know what these places are? I don't. There's one up up uh, in the Grapevine um, by the Gaylord Texan. It's one of those water parks where your kids play and pee all day. so if you're if you're looking for a great park good family fun park indoor water park um go to great wolf lodges plenty of pee water to swim in we got stage one uh the start all gets out in front of gibbs outside lane looking really good (laughs) big lap three though big I i felt so bad for him i felt bad for both guys it's alex lebay and uh rajah caruth uh, Caruth, pretty I felt good. more bad for Alex LeBay because he's just driving yeah. around in his own business. And Caruth, who you know, they talked to him pre-race. He's you know doing pretty well in the Arca series. Uh, seems to be a young, up-and-coming driver. Talked about how he just wanted to get laps in. Well, on turn three, in on lap three, uh, he clips the outside of Alex LeBay, thinking that he's clear. Uh, takes them both out. They go into the long pit wall. Uh, both the cars are done for the day. Yeah, it was funny because they did sad funny because they did talk to him pre-race. And that's one thing he said. He wants to run the whole race, get as many laps as he could. Uh Raja Cruz says that he got two laps. <laughs> um huge points hit for LeBay. He's fighting to stay in the top 20 and climb into the top 15. Good break for Sam Mayer, though. He had cut a tire 
uh, right before that accident. So he's able to pit without losing a lap. And then uh, when they restart, it's Algar. He's easily out in front again on the outside. Gibbs out of line falls from second to seventh. Lap 10, it's Algar, Jones, and Ullmendinger. Uh, nobody shorts, short pits, so Algar wins the stage, followed by Jones, Dinger, Gibbs, and Sheldon Creed in the top five. Yep, uh, there's a lot of speculation. The broadcasters really wanted people to do some crazy pit stuff. To me, all these stages were so short, it didn't make any sense to, but yeah. Uh, like a lot of crew chiefs you got to come up with something zany to make it feel like you're earning your money yep and then uh stage two fast pit stops for brandon jones and sheldon creed they're the first two out of the pits uh slow stop for Algar. he uh drops eight spots and then we see riley herps he has the hood up uh feeling bad on the right front he's gonna start way way back Yep. Anthony Alfredo stayed out though. He's the, uh, he starts first on the outside on the lap 26 restart. How's that going to work out for, for him? We've seen this time and time again, slow pasta, slow pasta. He drops back. We see Noah Gregson take the lead. Uh, he had picked the outside behind old tire Alfredo. Uh, and then lap 29, Sam Mayer pits again, another right rear down. Same place. They've probably got something on the inside there, cutting his tires. Um, hopefully they figure that out. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for Sam Mayer. Lap 30, it's Gregson and Gibson and Jones in the top three. You could throw a blanket over them as they're uh, separated by 0.7 seconds. Yep. And then, uh, again, nobody's short pits, so it's Noah Gregson who comes away with the win, followed by Gibbs, Jones, Creed, and Barry in the top five. Uh, Allgaier, Dinger, Landon Castle, Daniel Hamrick, and Austin Hill round out the top 10. So that means we got two Joe Gibbs racing in the top three, three junior motorsports in the top six, colleagues seventh through ninth, and then uh, Richard Childress racing fourth and 10th. Yep. And uh, junior motorsports, they've won 16 of the last 18 oval stages. It's not too bad. They're running fast. He likes them fast over there. And then uh, stage three, uh, but Austin Hill and Mike Snyder, they'll start out front as they both stayed out. So we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, Gregson's on the in the front on the inside. Before they take the green flag on lap 46, uh, Mike Snyder gets out of line. Uh, no, Gregson reported that he was sparking uh, under the car. You think Mike fell for a trick? Oh, yeah. You're like, <laughs> come on, dude. You're not going <laughs> to. Anyhow. Uh, Gregson gets ahead of uh, Austin Hill fairly easy, as expected on the restart. Lap 47, don't see many wrecks this crazy. Huge wreck. Ends up with Jeb Burton upside down. They got to do the double uh, tow truck, like slow flip around thingy. Avoided real catastrophe, though, as nobody uh, hit the, the wall going into the pit. Like, if you hit that flush with the end, it could wreak havoc. Everyone of just barely missed uh, missed that. My man Santino Ferrucci, he's running pretty good. He was in yeah. the top fifteen, uh, qualified eleventh in his first trip to Pocono in a, in a stock car, um, but he got really loose. Uh, Stenhouse gets clipped and heads towards the inside wall. Burton had a choice. He was approaching pit road wall. He could either cut it inside the pit road, which it's hard to tell. A lot of cars were going there. A lot of traffic going on pit road. He thinks he can squeeze in between the wall and a Stenhouse on the apron side. Didn't work out. He got 
bludgeoned by Stenhouse, ends up upside down. Yeah, just bad luck for Buford. Nowhere to go for him. Yeah. For the record, Stenhouse has now run 19 NASCAR races at Pocono. Still does not have a top 10. I think Jay Buford, like you said, could have gone further than Stenhouse did. And then poor Jeremy Clements. He's been on the struggle bus this year. He's running top 10, top 12, top 15. And then he gets into this accident. Does your uh, Stenhouse number include Sunday's race? Yeah. Oh. oh. Oh, no, it did not. Yeah, so he's around 20 races without finishing in the top 10. Uh, so red flag comes out because uh, there's a lot of debris. We restart with 40 to go as Gibbs takes the lead from the inside in front of Creed. Not a strong start uh, from Gregson. And then 38 to go, we get another caution as Sammy Smith in the 18 with big damage. Brings out the yellow, was running 11th and fighting Landon Castle uh, for position, got loose. And I think Sammy Smith, which was kind of weird, uh, that's who Dale Jr. picked to win. And I was like, bro, should you be picking winners if you got a team out there? Like, I think it's kind of weird that you're like, yeah, you know, I got four really good cars, but Sammy Smith, he's really good. <laughs> well, you know, he could have an opening next year if uh, one Ooh. of his is up. So, um, lots of different stuff going on. on the Oh, all the p- leaders pitted on this one. Uh, lots of cars got fuel only. Gibbs and Barry were the first out of the pits. Some cars stayed out. Allgaier gets his first speeding penalty of the season. Very sad. I don't want to say his day is done, but his day is pretty much done as far as a chance to win. You got a lot of different stuff on the track. You got some gas, four tires, some gas, two tires, some gas, old tires, some no gas, old tires. So it's going to be havoc. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, and this was kind of funny because oh. we restart on uh with 34 to go and rick allen the play-by-play voice tells us that gibbs is out in front and i think the leaderboard said that gibbs was out in front too like it was very confusing yeah so i don't know if he was reading the board but it's actually riley herps they're both sponsored by the monster cars so yeah not they all monster have the car or truck is ty gibbs sometimes it's riley herps sometimes it's Haley deegan <laughs> And then sometimes it's Kurt Busch in the, on Sunday. That's true. That, that is true. Uh, so then 32 to go. Josh Berry is 0.15 seconds behind Herbs, and Berry passes him as they hit the start-finish line with 30 to go. Two laps later, we see Noah Gregson in front of Herbs for second. So it's now Berry, Gregson, Herbs, Gibbs, and Creed. 24 to go. Gregson is all over Barry for the lead. He finally gets by him with 22 to go, but that battle allows Gibbs to pull up into third. Yeah. Um, Gibbs gets a little sideways on uh, with 20 to go. That allow or Barry gets a little sideways with 20 to go. That allows Gibbs to take up the chase. Uh, Gregson Barry fades. It's going to be the two guys. They're sort of nemesis. Uh, Gibbs and Gregson, one of these two is going to win. 14 to go. Gibbs is up to the rear of Gregson. Uh, they l- definitely look like the only two that can win at this point. Yep. And then with six to go, they're approaching a pair of lap cars that gives Ty a chance to get to the inside. They're running side by side with a little bumping, uh, but Gregson was able to hold them off and avoid a wreck with five to go. Gibbs gets another run. Uh, but Gregson's able to block them. They take the white flag, and Gibbs gets a big run on the inside. They're side by side, but Gregson gets in front, headed to the final turn. He's able to hold them off. It was pretty fun racing. They kept it clean. Uh, they have had some uh, rough racing with each other in the past, uh, 
but Noah Gregson is able to pull off the victory. Ty finishes second. The, the announcers when the post-race interviews, like I can see if he bumped him on lap six, there was a chance he could have driven him rough. To me, once they took the white flag, like if you run the guy rough and like as soon as they crash, the, the flag's going to come out. Yeah. So you have to get in front of him. And he was never at a point where he was in front of him to, uh, so I, I just thought once he didn't take that chance at five, he wasn't going to take it on the last lap. If you're running behind the guy, the yellow flag is going to come out almost instantly uh, when a crash occurs. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, the American flag? <laughs> There's a lot flag. of stuff, a lot of stuff going on post-race. I, the American flag, Bernard, I love the American flag. Does not need to be on your windshield during a burnout. And then pick your stick. You're going to be the American flag burnout guy, or are you going to be the Tony Stewart climb the fence guy, or are you going to be the Ralph when Parker Kligerman's trying to talk to you guy? Mm, yeah. I like the Tony Stewart uh, fence climb, though. But all three of those. The TV, they panned out. As soon as you could tell he was ralphing, they were like, wide zoom. Uh, Parker gave up. Ew. Oh, man. Mike Gibbs seems like he's maturing, you know? I mean, am I going to be forced to like him? No. I mean, we won't know if Gregson is maturing until he's the guy in second place. Yeah. Like, we won't know until, would he wreck him on that? Maybe he would, and then he's still one of the best parts of the whole post-race, though. Ty Gibbs is thanking Jesus Christ <laughs> audio while they show Noah shotgunning a bush apple light. So Kevin Harvick thanks, uh, and thanks him for that little shout-out. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, Gregson gets his third win of the season. That's his eighth of his career, second straight season with three wins. Ty Gibbs was second, Josh Berry third, Dinger and Creed round out the top five. Second straight top five for Sheldon Creed. Uh, Sam Mayer with a very nice sixth-place finish despite cutting a tire on the right front twice. Allgaier doomed by the late pit, uh, speeding penalty. He finishes seventh. Uh, Austin Hill eighth, Daniel Hemrick ninth. Cole Custer lands a tenth-place finish for SS Greenlight Racing. And then these playoffs, we still got seven races to go, so it's an eternity. Uh, until they finish um, we have races at Indy uh, Road Course Michigan Watkins Glen so they won't go to Richmond uh, Daytona uh, Darlington Kansas and Bristol so mm. a lot of race left in yep as so we see Gibbs uh, Gregson and Allgaier they all have three or more wins and 20 or more playoff points. Josh Berry, AJ Allmendinger, Austin Hill, and Brandon Jones are the other four drivers in on wins. So that gives us seven. The five in on points are Sam Mayer, Riley Herbst, Daniel Hemrick, Ryan Segan, Landon Castle. Uh, Castle's lead is shrunk, shrunken, shrinking. My mom's going to tell me how to say that. Shrunk to 47 points over the cutoff. He's ahead of Sheldon Creed. Uh, lost 14 points this week. just two weeks ago he had an 80 point lead ahead of anthony alfredo uh last week's uh big penalty to castle and two top fives by Sheldon creed has swung the momentum 
uh, for that last spot. Uh, Brandon Brown, 66 points back. Uh, and he actually won't be driving his own vehicle next week at the Indy Road Course. It'll be Austin Dillon running his car, and he'll be driving a Mike Harmon racing vehicle <laughs> as there's some sponsorship issues. Uh, yeah, there went, A, there's sponsorship issues, and B, I think, as far as team points go, he wants a good driver in that car to get his team's car back up in the point standings. Yep. The team stuff, so yeah, a lot of shadiness going on. Your guy, Fast Pasta, is 77 back. Brett Moffat, 89 back. Yep. And then earlier on Saturday, we had the regular season finale in the truck series. It was the CRC Brake Lane 150. Uh, pre-race, uh, It was this is career race number 800 for Todd Bodine. 241 races in Cup, 333 in Xfinity, 226 in Trucks. His last race of his career, although he only needs 13 to take down Dale Earnhardt for most. And he, he mentioned almost immediately, uh, hey, what about race 801? So I, I don't think he's retired, but who knows? Like he, like you said, he only needs 13 more to take down uh, Dale Earnhardt, uh, the intimidator. So I think he should go for it. Uh, 800 races, ranks 27th among all drivers. Just to recap his career, uh, two Truck Series championships. 22 truck wins with just six all-time, plus he has 15 Xfinity series wins. And then uh, no qualifying. Uh, so we go to the formula. So it's Zane Smith and Chandler Smith on row one, Carson Hosevar and Stuart Friesen on row two, Christian Eckes and Ty Majeski in row three. Uh, seven of the 12 races have been won by drivers in the front row. Yeah, I had Pocono. So hmm, that would make the Smiths, not brothers, uh the uh the leaders we get smith on smith action early but we get a yellow before the first lap even ends jack wood uh, <laughs> he spins lap five we get a restart they get five wide in the back well Chair- remember this i have to say the stages are going to be 15 laps right yeah uh chandler smith takes the lead to end turn one this is where Vince Welsh explains the reason for the traction compound is to give the drivers traction. <laughs> Math good, checks good out. Yeah. Hot, hot if true. Uh, yellow back out on lap seven. Another rookie, Dean Thompson, spins out. Toyota driver, uh, Toyota development guy. He said we don't need actual practice, which these rookies have never been on this track. No practice, no qualifying. Two spins. Good time to point out what happens when you don't practice or qualify at the tricky triangle. Grant Enfinger, friend of the program, he has to uh, replace the radio harness. His team couldn't hear him. He's got a very long pit stop. <laughs> we get the lap 11 restart. Once again, Chandler Smith out front. And then our guy <laughs> for him, Todd Bodine, brings out the yellow. Very sad. He gets squeezed by Haley Deegan. I think maybe it's payback for some previous SRX experience uh, run-ins they had. Um, Ty Hill and uh, Jack Wood also get damaged. Yeah. And then uh, so uh, the Onion parks it. Very, very sad. It's bourbon time for him, though. He's going to go celebrate a fantastic career. Uh, and then they don't even try to get a lap in at the end of the stage. So we the stage ends under yellow the laps under green were one five six seven eleven and twelve so six laps some of them partial were under green and then they still run a couple more yellows at the stage break yeah it's just ludicrous chandler smith wins a dubious stage but you really didn't have to race much 
He's followed by Christian Eckes, Carson Hosevar, Stuart Friesen, and Derek Krause in the top five. Uh, Zane Smith, he uh, clinches the regular season title at this point. So he'll get, they always say, um, like, he'll get 15 points. Like, he's the only one that gets 15. But he gets 15, second place gets 10. So it's a five-point pickup over finishing second. It's not a 15-point. They always make it sound like it's a 15-point pickup. Yeah. Because they do the graduated scale. First gets five, uh, 15, second gets 10. And then I believe it's eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And uh, Derek Cross picked up four points on Crafton for the last spot. He's whittled the lead down to 15 points. This could get intense at the end, or maybe it won't. We'll see. So a pretty boring stage, to be honest. If you like, if hey, if you're a fan of yellow flag laps, it was awesome racing. Uh, <laughs> lap 19 restart because you know we got to run three laps uh, under yellow after running three laps under yellow before the stage ended chandler smith in front of christian eckes and stuart friesen our uh friend of the program host of our uh, carson host of our plummets from second to tenth not much changes by lap 25 high moves ahead of friesen for third ryan priest who always looks good in the trucks this year he's up to fifth at a uh, 2.5-mile truck, the trucks up front can afford the, as we explained, short pit. And they do. We didn't yep. see some of the other things. We see it here. Eckes, Ankrum, Kraft, and Nemechek among the trucks that don't short pit. Eckes wins the stage. Tyler Ankrum finishes second. Kraft in third. Nemechek fourth. Ty Majeski fifth. It's a huge eight points for Kraft, and he stretches the lead back out to 23 at this point over Derek Krause, who ended up pitting. Uh, he's going for the race win because at, at this point, unless uh, Crafting crashes, that's the only way he's getting it. Yep. And then others to get points for Colby Howard, Chase Purdy in the Bama Buggies truck, Zane Smith, uh, Jesse Little, and Grant Enfinger. Stage three, it's Friesen uh, and Perkins with pit penalties. <laughs> Perkins, that, yeah. this is going to ruin his chance to make the playoffs. Uh, bad stop for Crafton. He gives up a lot of spites, uh, spots. He'll be starting in 18th. We restart on lap 36. Chandler Smith's out in front again, hasn't really been tested all day. Uh, two laps later, Corey Himes says he can't hear his spotter, which seems problematic. 20 to go, Chandler Smith still out front. Ryan Priest is in shouting distance. They're heading to commercials, so he missed the pass and the debris caution from a Spencer Boyd pass. The only thing to happen in the race, uh, we missed it live. So, yeah, very sad. Really nice to see that. Uh, Zane Smith pits, his hood goes up. It's also a long pit stop for Ben Rhodes. Uh, not ideal running right now for the defending champion, Ben Rhodes. After this race, spoiler alert, he's going to not finish in the top five. He's now got 10 consecutive races where he hasn't finished in the top five. We restart with 14 to go. Chandler Smith gets a good push from, push from his teammates, Corey Heim and John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Priest slots into second place. 12 to go. We see smoke coming from Derek Krause. Possible tire rub ends up being his power steering. Uh, seven to go. Ryan Priest is only 0.15 seconds back. Himes about a half second. Uh, and then Chandler Smith reporting a fuel pressure issue. Yeah, a three to go. Um, apparently, the fuel pressure issue isn't a big thing for Chandler Smith because he's still running out front. He gets the lead back over a half second ahead of Priest. Two to go. Himes' team reports something coming out from under the truck. 
Debris? Will we get a debris caution? Nope. No, no debris caution. Chandler Smith, pretty easy win for him. Uh, the final, like lap traffic, allowed Priest to get the lead down the uh, 1.2 or 0.12 seconds, like 12 hundredths of a second. Uh, but yeah, he can't top the dirty air. Um, and Chandler Smith gets a fairly easy win. Ryan Priest in second, John Hunter Nemechek in third, Corey Hyman fourth, and Carson Hosev our fifth. Well, I thought this was funny. The rest of the top ten, Austin Hill, Ty Majeski, Christian Eckes, Derek Krause, and Tanner Gray. Uh, seven of the last eight Pocono races have been won by Kyle Busch Motorsports. The funny thing about this is they kept talking, you know, you mentioned um, Zane Smith won the regular season title, so he gets 15 points. Well, all they kept talking about post-race was how Chandler Smith also got 15 points because he – gets 10 for finishing second and then he got five for winning the race. So like they kept being like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal type thing. Well, it really isn't. Cause you only get five more than finishing second. Yeah. I mean, you'll uh, take so- 15 points. I'll take the, you know, if you give me 15 points, I'll take them, but it's not a clear 15 points over the second place. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playoffs are set. Zane Smith won the regular season points title and 15 playoff points. He'll have 37, uh, playoff points heading into, uh, When's their next race? They're off for a while. No, they run right away, and then they're off for a while. Oh, so he's got a hefty lead. Chandler Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, Stuart Friesen, and Ben Rhodes were the other four in on wins. Christian Eckes, Ty Majeski, Carson Hosovar, Grant Enfinger, and Matt Crafton point their way in, so two of our friends are in the playoffs. Thor Sport gets four trucks in. Kyle Busch Motorsports gets two, then one apiece for Front Row Motorsports, Helmar, Friesen Racing, Nice Motorsports, and GMS Racing. Yeah, uh, Derek Krause finishes uh, 17 points back the last spot. Doesn't end up as close as we think it might. Tyler Ankrum, 45 back. And then uh, Maddie D finishes 13th in the regular season standings, uh, 70 points off the pace. With the point reset, as we said, Zane Smith will start with 37 points. Chandler Smith with 22. Ben Rhodes, 17. Nemechek, 16. Friesen, 13. Eka seven, Majeski six, Hosovar five, and Finger two, Madcrafted one. Owner playoffs, a little bit different. Um, the Cobbush Motorsports number 51 truck, which has been driven by Cobbush, Corey Heim, and Buddy Kofoid, uh, they get the spot um, replacing the 23 GMS racing truck by Grant Enfinger. Corey Heim will run all seven of those races in the 51. So it's almost like he made the playoffs, but he didn't make the playoffs. Uh, what we got for the round of 10 until they cut it down to eight, they'll be racing uh, this upcoming week in Indianapolis, but not at the road course. They'll run at the Lucas Oil Raceway, little short track out there um, in Indianapolis. Uh, they'll take a week off, and then they'll go to Richmond on August 13th, and then they take three weeks off. We forget they even exist before they come out of the wheat fields in Kansas for the wise power uh, 200 before the cutoff to the round of eight. Yep. And then uh, some news, despite not making the playoffs, it was announced that Maddie D would be returning to Rackley war WAR racing for 2023. Just to look back at our predictions that we made earlier in the year. Oh gosh. Why are you looking back at these? Our sleepers, not so good. Our final four predictions look pretty good. If I have to say your sleeper pick was uh, Blaine Perkins makes the top eight. (laughs) So anyhow, 
Um, yeah, that didn't work out. It, to be fair, I was trying to get Blaine as a, 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 a guest <laughs> on our show. He follows me, not to brag, he follows me on Instagram. I don't yeah. know if he's as he used to. And occasionally I would message him and say, hey, we do this uh, NASCAR podcast. Would you love to be on as a guest? You'd be like, oh, great. Yeah, sure. And then I would reply back, hey, when you want to come on? And then he wouldn't reply. <laughs> so maybe that's karma. Yeah. Uh, mine was... Uh, Speaking of not wanting to come on our show, who did you pick? I uh, Haley Deegan to make the playoffs was my bold prediction. That, that obviously did not happen. Where did she end up? Like 22nd, maybe? Somewhere down there. Driver points. Haley Deegan, 22nd. So, uh, our, both our final four predictions are still alive, which, God, I would hope so out of 10 drivers. <laughs> uh, I have a Nemechek, Rhodes, Hosovar, Chandler Smith. Um, and I, I said it was a flip of the coin. Uh, even uh, with Hill, Sheldon Creed, and Todd Gillen all gone, there were a lot of strong drivers, which we've seen there are. Yep. Uh, funny, neither one of us had um, Zane Smith, the actual point leader, <laughs> in our final four. Yeah, so I had uh, John Hunter Nemechek, Ben Rhodes, Carson Hosovar, and then Christian Eckes. So, yeah, the only driver we had different is Chandler Smith and Christian Eckes. Uh, yeah. We had other three the same, so. So it's a busy weekend at the we'll Tricky Trash. We'll, we'll have fresh picks with the preview. We'll pick a, we'll reset ourselves and we'll have a brand new round of eight, round of four, and then overall champion picks with our preview. Still a couple weeks off from seeing how bad our Xfinity and Cup picks were. <laughs> yeah. Not long that, you know, I might be able to sneak on the base camp and delete those so you can't. <laughs> I was going to try to find Luke's, but I don't think he sent them to us. I think he just said them out loud. So I got to re-listen and see how bad his were. So yeah, that'll do it for oh, what? He hasn't been on in a while. We need to get him in and give us a Pocono. He was on at Pocono. Yeah. Should have had him on for this thing if he could see straight. I don't know. <laughs> he partook in the uh, the festivities out there. But yeah, we should have him on uh, sometime here soon. All right, sounds good. Well, I appreciate you guys for listening to our Pocono recap. We'll be back on Friday. Preview the three races in God's country in Indianapolis, Indiana. We appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde, he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck <laughs>